Hey, hey, welcome into the podcast. How's everybody doing? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's a tight ends dynasty ranking episode. I know we're going to talk about once you get into it. We talk about quarterbacks, we talk about tight ends, but we looked up after about 50 minutes of talking about tight ends and we're like, hey, this would be an hour and a half long episode if we chucked quarterbacks in here too. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do quarterbacks later this week. Ben's coming up for the Super Bowl. So we're going to do an in-person recording where we talk about our top 12 and maybe a few others, dynasty quarterbacks. This one's just tight ends. Uh, who would have thunk it, right? This is not a pro tight end podcast, generally speaking. But somehow we managed to talk for like 40 minutes about just dynasty tight ends. Uh, there are a few more arguments that I think we would have initially thought when we were planning this out. A lot of names mentioned. Brock Bowers is in there as well. There's a lot of discussion about him and his place amongst all the other tight ends. So it's a really good episode. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we had a lot of fun making this for y'all. Really quickly, before we get into the episode, before we hit the intro music, make sure to leave a rating and review Wherever you're listening to the podcast, it helps us out so much, and it's very, very simple, very easy. It's the number one way for the podcast to find its way into new listeners' feeds. So whenever you leave a rating interview, it helps us out a massive amount, and we cannot appreciate it enough. So thank you so much for doing that, and let's hop into the episode with Ben talking about Tynasty Tight Ends. This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to Scramble Drill. I'm Josh. Over there is Ben staring at me with his illuminated face. You can finally see it. And realize that that I wasn't lying. I am ugly. Y'all, y'all didn't believe me. But <laughs> I wonder how many people have been watching the episodes on YouTube and been like, I have no idea what Ben looks like. It's just, <laughs> it's just darkness. Josh and a ghost over there. <laughs> I, I you know just how the with spirits, the are uh, the football fantasy footballers. Mike, he's the the fantasy football hitman. Yeah, I'm the fantasy football uh, ghost. I, I, I was trying to think of a better punchline there, and I didn't have one. It just, it went, it went, and and it... Fantasy football mm. poltergeist. There you go. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, I'll take that. That's good. So now we can see that you indeed do actually have a face. I am, I am and, a person. And you're not a ghoul. You're not just There is potentially pale. a soul behind these eyes. Well, let's not go that far. Potentially, potentially. It's allegedly you have a soul. Allegedly. They've, uh, they're running tests, but uh, still waiting on the results. Still hadn't found anything out on that one. Yeah. Uh, we've got quarterbacks. We've got tight ends on this episode and most likely a surprising amount of arguing. It's, it's strange how much we actually agreed but disagree with some of these when I say that. And what I mean by that is like I think there's only two spots with the quarterback rankings that we didn't have the same player in. Yeah, it was it was uncanny. We had we had the wrong a different guy ranked at number 4 and is that it? 
Oh, four, I, four and nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only spots we disagree. And it's so funny because we've been texting each other back and forth in the lead up to this episode, being like, I just prepare yourself. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. There's gonna be some discussion had, and then we sit down to actually make the rankings, and it's like, oh, we're basically the same on all of this. Well, so pretty, those pretty two close. spots, we're gonna argue a lot, and then everything else is gonna be like, yeah, just that guy. And and that yeah. guy. He's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. And then that the art wherever the argument does happen, people are gonna be like, wow, this is very passionate. And it we just agree on everything it's, else. It's more me just in love with a certain player, you know. Yes. I get I get attached. You're an emotional fantasy football player, which means I am, you either I do really, really wildly good emotional. Or, or or it's very bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's there's very rarely an in-between. I'm fine with it. I'm either Every Sunday, like I'm, I'm sitting with like, you know, like a bottle of champagne or a shotgun <laughs> on one side. <laughs> when was the last time you had champagne, Ben? Of uh, any kind. I don't know. Never, never <laughs> once. Like not even a New Year's Eve. You were not. Was the there any at your? I feel like we had some at your Eve. wedding. Was there some at your wedding? It was probably at my that, wedding. That might have been it. <laughs> that was the last time. That was probably also the last time I had champagne, now that I think about it. <laughs> we are not classy enough for that. Dude, I'll tell you what. On New Year's Eve, once you get to be about 24, the idea of waking up with a massive headache from having one glass of champagne just sounds awful. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. So it's like, why don't we just opt for the sparkling grape juice? This is so much better. No headaches at all. Tastes better. I mean. <laughs> it does. It's not as dry on the palate. It's, it's yeah. very nice. We're past 24, Josh. I mean, we're. we're <laughs> I know. We're about, there was we're a turning about to round. We're about to round up to 30. No, I. we already do, technically. Yeah, we already do. But we're about to be closer to 30 than we are to 20. And that's a concern. That's That's incorrect is what that is. Leaning, leaning more towards the shotgun. Yeah, we're <laughs> on the shotgun side of this. Uh, yeah. Before we talk quarterbacks and tight ends, we do have a couple more coaching hires to briefly go over because all the flashy stuff is done. My Seahawks hired a defensive coach, which is just so par for the course. Yeah, so good. What happened was, was when Ben Johnson... I don't know where pulled his name from the coaching like search. He said, "Nope, I'm coming back to the Lions." So that sent the Commanders and the Seahawks into a blind panic. Yeah, I I wonder if he he lost out on the Chargers gig and just said, "Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not taking any of these." Yeah, I uh and obviously it's, it's all speculation, but I I wonder if if either like he knows there's going to be a better job next year somehow, like because there's going to be more options next year. There every is. There was more speculation than there has been in the past about maybe Sean McDermott getting fired from the Bills. So maybe if they come up short again next year, maybe that's it for him and Ben Johnson can go in and take a Josh Allen. I don't know. It's all speculation. I'm excited personally because as a guy who was like heavily invested in Jameer Gibbs, um. I had Sam Laporta shares, unfortunately sold them. Very pissed at myself for that. But 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Lions. The Lions are going to be awesome again. They get to run it back. They were kind of fun to watch this year. I enjoyed their playoff run. It was a Cinderella story. So uh, let's let's do it again. Yeah, I still think about a trade that I made at the beginning of the season right after I snagged Sam Laporta in the third round of my rookie draft. I traded him and like a first for Dallas Goddard and a second. Thought I had swindled, swindled the fellow that gave me Goddard. And, uh, you know. I remember that because we were, it was like, Travis, your team was, at least on paper at the time, was the best in the league. And you had Travis Kelsey, and I think he had just gotten hurt like week one. He had the MCL sprain or something like that. So we weren't really sure how much time he was going to miss. And that's when you – I think – I'm pretty sure if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's when you pulled off the trade and we were like, okay, well, there goes our advantage. Yeah, it was either – it was either like (laughs) right before week one or like – it was before games were played. So we did not know how good Sam Laporta was yet. And – that obviously aged so well. Me, me and Landon were both mad. We're like, okay, come on now. Like, that was the one you spot we thought we could catch up. Yeah, y'all were y'all were so worked, mad, and then I lost out so badly because I ended up winning. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I ended up winning without two players who will be on this list. <laughs> you did, yeah. I did. Um, so Mike McDaniel gets hired by Seattle. Dan Quinn gets hired by the Commanders. And um, boring hire. (laughs) Same thing. Uninspiring coaching hires. I'll be honest. Like, how is that much better than than Ron Rivera? It's not. I mean, it's probably a little (laughs) bit better because Ron Rivera is just about as boring as you can get. Rivera was also old school, um, and I know he had like like a ton of like control and say over everything the team had. So maybe that's where some of it was from. Like Quinn will probably work more with the GM and organization versus Rivera kind of ruling with an iron fist. Sort of like what Belichick had. The coaches that rule with the the iron fist coaches, none of those guys have jobs. None of them. Belichick, Vrabel, <laughs> Rivera, all of them got fired. Yeah. And nobody hired him, which is crazy. It is pretty weird. Um, I guess it's more interesting who they brought in to call plays. The, the commanders brought in Cliff Kingsbury. Very yeah. intriguing. And uh, Seattle, I don't even, I'm drawing a blank. Have we even hired an offensive coordinator yet? We may not have. I haven't heard. I might be jumping the gun. Where? I haven't seen anything. Where's Eric Bieniemy in all this? That is a name that has shocked me that has not been brought up like one time. He is on the couch. My theory, my theory that I'm very excited, that's looking more and more possible is that after the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Andy Reid retires. The enemy's just waiting in the wings right there, ready to come back. Will that's it an happen? interesting I theory. I don't even think Andy Reid will retire for like another three or four or five years. But I've been saying that theory for like a couple months now and like, it keeps like it's one of those things where like it's probably not going to happen, and the enemy still hasn't got a job, and like I don't know, there's not signs of it, but like you know, potential hints that if you read into things, like oh maybe Reed could retire, maybe he wouldn't, stuff like that. So it's just one of those. I'm not wrong yet, so yeah, <laughs> you haven't been proved wrong yet, so you're just sticking I'm not with wrong it. yet. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. He's he's very interesting. I don't know why he. I mean, he's not any better, or sorry, he's not any worse than Cliff Kingsbury. It's obviously a different coach, but like that is, I don't know. I don't care. That's really what I don't care who the offensive coordinator is for the Commanders. They're I yeah whatever. Dan Quinn. Once they hired Dan Quinn, it was like oh, pff, who cares? Panic. That was a panic hire. Yeah. They wanted Ben Johnson. I mean, he was their number one guy. He wasn't available, and they were like, well, who's 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 up next? I don't know that they necessarily will. I don't know if Chicago moves off the pick, but Cliff Kingsbury has been with uh, Southern Cal. Maybe yeah. that gives them extra push to whatever it takes to trade up with Chicago, do it, and get Caleb Williams. I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can like read into it is I don't know he he coached Caleb these past year so yeah no it's definitely something to consider and I don't I think they're probably going to try and trade up I guess the issue will be if Chicago wants to take him they're just going to take him so like yeah if Chicago if Chicago doesn't want to trade the pick Washington will not be able to go get the pick but like yeah, if exactly. if they if they do like the Godfather offer for the pick. I don't know. Maybe maybe he get something done, but I used to think, you know, maybe there's a chance they don't. I I just with everything pointing towards Chicago just keeps it at this point, I think. I think they I take think so Caleb too. and just trade fields. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's the vibe that I get from from all the stuff that's been going down recently. Yeah. I know <clears throat> I don't have you paid attention to the Chicago Bears Twitter recently where it's my entire Twitter feed right now is Justin Fields or Caleb Williams tweets, and I'm so over it and so annoyed by it. <laughs> like, the passion, the either anti-Caleb Williams or anti-Justin Fields crowds within the Chicago Bears fan base is so annoying because both are good players. You're going to get a solid quarterback either way, but, like, I both camps believe the other option is awful. They're like, Caleb Williams sucks. He's going to be terrible. And then the other side of it is Justin Fields is a bad, objectively horrible quarterback. He's terrible. We don't want him either. So it's like, y'all are insane. Neither option is a bad option. Like, you can trade down and add more, or you can draft an awesome quarterback. Like, I don't know why we're so up in arms right now. Come to Atlanta. Come deal with what there we've got to go. deal with. <laughs> yeah. Try not try not having a quarterback at all. <laughs> try having nothing. It's great. I digress. Um, anywho, should we just hop in here and start talking about some quarterbacks? Do we go tight ends yeah. first or quarterbacks first? What do you? How do you want to do this thing? Uh, that's. I didn't think about that, but that is interesting. Quarterbacks are probably a little bit more polarizing than tight ends i guess so we could open with tight ends and uh and then switch to quarterbacks okie dokie let's open with tight ends keep in mind to all of y'all listening and watching this is a composite list that they that we have put together the heck is that supposed to mean it means that That was a shot at me is what just happened (laughs) that was a shot if the listeners weren't paying attention keep in mind this is a composite (laughs) list this is not my own personal opinions. 
This is Ben's there, crap there was sprinkled no in here. Shot. <laughs> there was there was no shot. We will have our arguments. That was purely just setting the scene. I am already heated. <laughs> no. This is setting the scene, okay? When 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 I disagree, you will know. That was I'm going to keep it straight with you. Uh, but at tight end one, we have no disagreement. No, we fully agree there. It's it's Sam Laporta. Yeah. I don't think there's really any argument that he's not the tight end one in Dynasty. I can't think of one off the top of my head. He, he had the <laughs> oh, most Oh, is it the fact that ever. he just was the tight end one in his rookie season? <laughs> right. Like, he <laughs> Which already never did happens. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever previous- happens as a rookie. The previous best like rookie tight end season ever was what Kyle Pitts did, where he had a thousand yards and scored like no touchdowns. And Kyle and Pitts is Laporta. down on this list. Yeah, and then Sam Laporta comes in and has like eight hundred yards and ten touchdowns. It's like, oh, okay. Now that'll do. Not to take away from Sam Laporta because he had an he had a truly it was an incredible rookie tight end season, but. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was a close second. He got injured at the end of the season. Uh, Mark Andrews got injured at the end of the season. Travis Kelsey, you know, he dealt with a lot of injuries and the Chiefs offense overall just being bad. So he did was the tight end one, and he was great. But the other great tight ends around him kind of just had things go wrong in their seasons. So just something, I guess, to keep in mind. Not that yeah. Not saying he's not the tight end one. For fantasy. No, that's that is true. He was not like a landslide tight end one like what Travis Kelsey has been for so many years. It was it was pretty tight up until the end. But he's a rookie. He was the tight end one. That's insanity. It doesn't so happen. He, he's the dynasty one. At number two, we've got Mark Andrews. Um what do we say about I mean Should we say I have Mark Andrews? <laughs> well, yes. No, I I'm not I'm not throwing shade on Mark Andrews at two. He's great. I have him in the granddaddy of them all. I'm very happy to have Mark Andrews as my dynasty tight end. My light just died, so <laughs> <laughs> So it's back to darkness. <laughs> I'll just turn the brightness on my tablet over here all the way up. <laughs> Your light, the brand new light that made it to where we could see you lasted for seventeen oh, minutes. Oh man. That's depressing. Where did you buy that I'll thing? Just Walmart. <laughs> and I had to get a dude get this thing out of the case. Oh, you know the, no. the 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 case that they guard with with soldiers these days. Yeah. It was really fun. let's let's take a a quick detour here. I go to Walmart. I just got a new phone just to upgrade or whatever cuz and to keep you know the lifespan of phone will keep going or whatever. So I had to get new chargers because Apple apparently every year decides that they need to update the iPhone's charging port because it's not good enough. So great. So I go to Walmart to get new cords and I'm like, oh, I need to get a light while I'm here because I keep always forget to get it. I'm like, I'm going to get it while I'm here. And I go to the employee to get the cords first. He goes, he gets them, he hands them to me. I have to go to like a whole different section and get the light. And of course, I have to go get keys and get him to let them out for me. And the crazy part of the story is the dude still to this moment hasn't spoken a word to me. <laughs> like you've asked him to do things and he's been silent. Yes. 
I I went, asked him, hey, can you get this out for me? And like, honest to God, I was polite to the guy. I'm like, hey, do you mind grabbing this for me, man? And he comes over, unlocks it. I'm like, hey, thanks. I appreciate the help. And just nothing, nothing, just dead <laughs> silence. Like his facial emotions don't change, nothing. And then I do the same thing. I have to get the same guy because, I mean, there's only like three people who work at Walmart, apparently. And he like, hey, can you get this out for me too? I'm sorry to keep bugging you, man. And just nothing, nothing. He answered to me again. I'm like, hey, man, I appreciate your help. Thanks so much. Nothing. He says nothing. He doesn't even grunt. Like, say something. <laughs> no Sir, noise ha- have whatsoever. Ever, have you ever cared about anything in your entire life? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> He works at Walmart, so probably not. Anyway, it was just a, just weird. Okay. Back well, to he sold you a defective light, so. No, it, well, it's supposed to be chargeable, and my charging cord's over there, and I don't really want to get up and get it. <laughs> All right, tight ends. Mark Andrews is at two. Um, I don't, I don't really have a ton to say about Mark Andrews, honestly. Uh, you like, can't disagree that much. No, I don't. I really don't disagree all that much. I had Mark Andrews at my dynasty tight end one prior to the season, and then he was good and then got injured, and Laporta and McBride and, you know, fill in the blank were really good. And so I I just dropped him down below those two, purely because of age. But, like, I, I have no issues with Mark Andrews being at two. Yeah... I guess I guess what what I see with Mark Andrews, I mean the guy is is he 28 or 29 because if he's he's still 28 years old. We have historically seen tight ends perform extremely well well into their 30s. I mean Travis Kelsey is 35 and just hit his wall. Not saying that, you know, Travis Kelsey's not a unicorn and Mark Andrews won't fall off before that, but I'm like still 32, 33 years old, so that's four more years of great production for Mark Andrews. He's an outstanding tight end. He is still Lamar Jackson's favorite target. I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, I mean, I if you can promise me three, four more years of Mark Andrews like this, I I don't see how I can put any of these younger guys over him at this point. Yeah. No, I get it. And he's going to play for a while. Yeah, everything you just said is correct. None of what you said is wrong. I think it purely was an age thing. It was, obviously with Laporta, he's already above him anyway. For me, McBride had 800 yards and he is 24. And I was like, you know, it's an age thing. But like, I have really no, no bone to pick with putting in Mark Andrews, who is a stud. He's, I like, I like Mark Andrews too. I, I just, he is the guy on this list of all, of all the others. If you consider, you know, injuries to Hawkinson and things like that. If I had to pick a guy who is most likely to be the tight end one next year, I, my money would be on Mark Andrews. And that's fair. Yeah. I think if today, yeah, if I had to pick a guy who would be the tight end one next year, it would be Andrews. Laporta, like, so. Laporta could definitely be right there because nothing is changing was, in that offense. I think he's still top three. I mean, worst case scenario, Sam Laporta is a top three tight end next year. 
Yeah. That's assuming like, like Kelsey returns to form or something. Right. Literally the only thing I could think of would be that Kelsey just has one last hoorah year. But I mean, outside of I that. Think it, I think it could happen with Kelsey. We'll talk about him later. But I mean, his days of the dominant are done. But I think if the Chiefs can kind of set right, I mean, obviously they righted the ship there back in the Super Bowl, and he's had an outstanding playoff run, by the way. Amazing. But if they can get him some help during the regular season and he doesn't have to be the guy, I could see him still having eight, 900 yards and eight touchdowns a year for the next one right. or two years. Yeah, and that would be that would be enough. So at three in our composite, we have Trey McBride. I mentioned him briefly. He's 24. He finally broke out. He had 800 yards. Um, <clears throat> the the thing with him that's exciting is he like didn't hardly play the first five weeks of the year, and uh, like his he had his first good game in week six when he had five targets and he turned that into four for 62, and then like down the stretch he just became Kyler Murray's safety blanket, and Kyler Murray was targeting him left, right, and center. And have he ends up with a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. So he was the number one receiver because Marquise Brown was gone at that point, I think. Yeah. And like, I guess in my head, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way his role could change. And like, let's say they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And you keep Marquise Brown. I still think. So McBride had 106 targets this past season. I still think he's the type of guy that even if you have Marvin Harrison and Marquise Brown, he gets 115, 120 targets as a tight end. Mm. I don't know. It feels do, – do you do you think Kyler Murray throws the ball 500-something times? I don't Let's know. see what he did this past year. Well, that's not really fair because he was out half the year. Well, but if he gets like 400 oh, some odd. I guess you could extrapolate it. Yeah. But I guess if you if you keep Marquise and bring in Marvin Harrison. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., if he's – there are three football teams in the National Football League that if Marvin Harrison – joined them, he would not be the instant dominant one. The, oh, the, and uh, he will be. Yeah, and he will be the dominant number one. Like, if he goes to the Bengals, obviously Chase is still the dude. If he went to the Vikings, Jefferson's the dude. And if he went to the Cowboys, CD's the dude. Every yeah. other team, he is a monster for. So, I don't I know. Just, I just looked at Kyler Murray's pace. He was on pace. If you took his eight-game attempts pace last season and extrapolated it over a full 17 game season he would pace out for 570 attempts okay so that's enough i i don't think he has mcbride speaking of mcbride i don't think mcbride has to be like 130 140 kind of target guy like he he already gave you 800 yards and did not score many touchdowns with only 106 targets so I think if you just have more consistency throughout the full season where in his case last year, you pretty much have to delete the first five weeks because he just, he wasn't on the field yet. And then Zach Ertz got injured and then he all of a sudden was on the field and was really good. Um, 
I guess that's where I'm at with McBride. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't disagree with anything you said. There's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I want to see the offense with other options besides only him. Fair. Yeah, and that makes sense. I guess I just saw him like dominate when he was the show in town, and I was like, okay, that is awesome. We can work with that. That will we'll figure out a way to get that to work in the context of there's more weapons. And I do feel like Kyler has a as a history of whoever his top target is, he just hyper targets that one person. Yeah. So and and maybe I'm dead wrong. And and I'm not saying McBride isn't amazing because he I mean obviously he was extremely good. But I just want to see I want to see some target competition before I'm all in. Yeah. At four, we have TJ Hawkinson. My personal favorite. Your per yeah. Neither one of us have questions about the talent. I think you have less questions about his ACL than I do. At the end of the day, he was still basically the tight end two this past year. I mean, we don't know a hundred percent what time he will miss. He's he's going to miss sometime. And I'm not gonna argue that at all. It's just how much I've seen. Some people speculate six games, some people eight. We, we, it's just too early with the injury to tell. But uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen everything I need to see from T.J. Hawkinson. When he's healthy, the man – when he's healthy, he's the he might be the tight end one. Yeah. Especially he was when you the have tight end one. He was the tight end one for me for Dynasty, and he, and he was in real life. Up until his injury, so yeah, I think I feel if he like did these not top four the ACL, guys. Sorry, sorry go, go ahead. ahead. No, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I think these top four guys. People will argue Hawkinson lower because of the injury, and and I do get it. He's going to miss time, but once he comes back and healthy, he's going. He probably jumps up to two, by right behind yeah. uh, Sam Laporta because I mean he is twenty six years old. And he is just entering his prime as a tight end. So, yeah. But I, I feel like these top four guys, you can sort of make an argument for pretty much anybody anywhere outside of Laporta. Which I think he's kind of the undisputed one at this point. Yeah. But Andrews, McBride, and Hawkinson all have a, a viable argument for the second spot, essentially. At five, we've got Brock Bowers. I think I'm pulling Brock Bowers up to five. I you, think that's you are. I think I had him at six or seven. Okay. Maybe I'm um, too low. Maybe. Well, in my, okay. So in my mind, Brock Bowers was a large part of the reason why Georgia won two national championships. He was their best offensive player, and before I even looked at numbers. Like, did you pay attention to Senior Bowl coverage and sort of like the buzz coming out of the Senior Bowl at all? Did that the cross only, your only radar? The only person I, I followed at the Senior Bowl was Spencer Rattler going like okay. four for four and dropping a 30-yard tutty <laughs> on the opening drive. Well, in the in the Senior Bowl practices, the name that kept coming up, or at least the one that I kept seeing be brought up, was Lad McConkey, wide receiver from Georgia. Everybody was like, "This dude's incredible." He's oh a yeah, I did. Specialist. I did see some stuff about him. Yeah, he was he was torching guys. Yeah, so Lad McConkey's killing people. 
And the only reason he was not very good in college, he didn't produce a ton at Georgia. He does not have a 1,000-yard season at Georgia. The reason why he didn't do anything was because Brock Bowers was their number one receiver. And then I go look at the numbers. So we've got that, that context of they've got a receiver who's probably going to get drafted in the second round that nobody knew about because Brock Bowers just like overshadowed him and he couldn't live in the shade. And so then I go look at PFF and I'm like, all right, how good is this Brock Bowers dude actually? Well, in 2023, he led all college football tight or all tight ends in football in yards per route run at 2.65. In 2022, he led all tight ends in yards per route run. In 2021, he led all tight ends in yards per route run. You want to know another name that was high up there that Brock Bowers was better than his freshman year in college? Trey McBride. So McBride was a second-round pick, had a breakout year, and Brock Bowers had a better yards per route run than Trey McBride. I think he was at like 3.3 yards per route run, which is stupid. And McBride had 2.7. So, all that to say, I think Brock Bowers is a unicorn, and I know we don't have landing spots, and I know not everything has sort of fleshed out, and landing spot is going to wait this once we get into it. But just on a pure talent basis, he's a freak. And uh, and I think he's very, very good. I think in my my own personal rankings, I had him at six. So I am I am very high on him, but I have been burned by a unicorn before, and his name was yeah. Kyle Pitts. And tight end is just such a hard position to nail. I mean, Sam Laporta, honestly, Sam Laporta is a unicorn because this just it doesn't happen with rookie guys very often. Like Kyle Pitts had an incredible rookie season. And he was like a top, he was the tight end seven, I think. Yeah. And he has, he's disappointed since then. A lot of it is due to situation. So keep that in mind. But I don't know. I guess I, I'm not willing to go all in on the rookie tight end because I've been burned in the past. You've been burned in the past. And I yeah. want to see a landing spot and I want to see it before I guess I say. Yeah, absolutely. Just because, just because of the the nature of the position of tight end. Yeah. Um, okay, six. Dalton Kincaid. I think I pulled Dalton Kincaid up. You might have. I, and this is like, I think Dalton Kincaid is pretty good. I guess I was I was honestly surprised by me being higher on Kincaid than you are because I I figured you would be high on Kincaid. I. I am, but I I knew I would have Brock Bowers over him, and I think we disagree on that. But I knew that automatically was going to shake things up, and then I think I also had McBride over him, and I think you've got Kincaid over McBride. And that one, I don't think I can convince myself in my head for Kincaid over McBride, but Josh Allen. I'm sure... Stefan Diggs might be gone. If okay, if Stefan Diggs is gone, then yeah. I mean Kincaid is he's gotta move up. And he um, did produce with Diggs. I mean, Diggs missed no games this year. And Kincaid right. still produced. Yeah, Kincaid was not really 
super startable in fantasy this year. He was good. He had that stretch when uh, Dawson Knox went out when he was very good. But um, when Dawson Knox was in the lineup, Kincaid just wasn't super awesome. He was he was giving you like four for 30, which is like, you know, it's not terrible because tight end's goose. So like four for 30 is a lot better than zero. Listen, I've been in but, the, the fantasy purgatory for tight ends for a long time. I'll take four for 30 any day <laughs> of the week. Yeah, you're like four for 30 and maybe a touchdown? We'll take it. All right, That's, he got seven points. I'll take it. <laughs> you're like, we can live with that. Yeah, no, I think Kincaid's really good. And I think we have talked a lot about Kincaid just like off the podcast, shooting the breeze a little bit. And I think it's very possible Kincaid next year takes a leap Similar to how McBride went from a guy who was not doing a ton for the Cardinals to a couple things broke right for him and he got on the field and was awesome. And I think uh, Kincaid could definitely take a step forward next year and maybe with with the full offseason or a second full offseason, I should say, he gets further integrated into the offense with Joe Brady and they, they start to ramp it up a little bit. But I, I mean, I think it's a decent ranking for, for about for Kincaid here. I'm I'm fine having him at six. Yeah, he's really good. Six is like oh, he's he's fine. No, six is he's. I mean, very, after very your good. rookie year, we were all ready to crown Kyle Pitts. But like, I mean, for Dalton Kincaid to be here at six, I feel like that's that's pretty good. He had a very very good rookie year for a tight end, with the caveat yeah. of for a tight end. It was a very good tight end rookie year. For a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the man who has burned you and put you in tight end purgatory for so many years, Kyle Pitts is at seven. Still got to give him yourself. the nod. He, okay, you want to talk about Brock Bowers being a unicorn? Kyle Pitts was the original unicorn. He was the standard of the unicorn. This man doesn't happen but once in a generation is what people said. And he did he had he's broken a thousand yards. People forget. My man has had a thousand yard season. And then Arthur Smith kind of just forgot about him. We will I'm I'm keeping him my hope. He's got a new quarterback. Hope well assuming yeah, I mean, there's no way we keep our current quarterbacks. He will have a new quarterback. Got a new coach, new offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator is the pass game court. He was the OC for the Rams, so coming from an air raid, they like throw the ball. Hopefully that, you know, gets us somewhere. And let's not forget, he is younger than TJ Hawkinson. He's younger than Dalton Kincaid. He is younger than Trey McBride, obviously younger than Mark Andrews, and he is the same age as Sam Laporta. He's yeah. been in the league for three years. Let's not forget about Kyle Pitts. I know he's been disappointing. Does he ever hit? Maybe not. I, I we got to prepare ourselves for that. But at the same time, he is still the probably most physically and athletically gifted tight end in, in the league. I don't think there's any question in that to my mind. And if we can get him a, co- a coach who knows how to use him, he will break fantasy. Yeah, I do want to do a little bit of a college comparison here with Bowers and Pitts because I think it's interesting because we do look at Kyle Pitts as that is a generational tight end prospect. So Bowers and Pitts both played three seasons in college and uh, 
Brock Bowers, his freshman season, had 880 yards and 13 touchdowns. Kyle Pitts had 73 yards and one touchdown. In his sophomore year, Brock Bowers had 940 yards and seven touchdowns. And Kyle Pitts had 54 for 649 and five. And then in this most recent year, Brock Bowers in 10 games had 714 yards and six touchdowns. Kyle Pitts in his final year had 770 and 12. I just think it's worth noting that Brock Bowers in his freshman year had more yards than Kyle Pitts had in any year in his college career. The measurables aside, the production is just like unbelievably ridiculous for Brock Bowers. Well, I've got Brock Bowers over Kyle Pitts. You do, but I do. There, there is some context to it, I guess, because now Bowers also was, was always was in a, a better offense. Prospect. He was always in a better offense than Pitts ever was. Florida's offense was god awful when Pitts was there. He never had a good quarterback. He had Kyle Trask, dude. Kyle Trask isn't any good. Kyle Trask was like in the Heisman watch when Kyle that okay. last year. Kyle Trask was Kyle a joke. Trask was that. in the Heisman. If you watch college football, you knew Kyle Trask was a joke. Maybe he wasn't all that good, but you cannot tell me that offense was bad. They had Kadarius Tony. Kyle Trask was getting high. Have you seen Kadarius Tony? In college, he was the truth. No, he wasn't. It was a shock when the Giants took him at twenty. Well, that was a shock. Yeah, he wasn't a first round pick. Good, but he was like a second rounder. He was like a second round talent that got overdrafted because he ran fast. He fast. (laughs) <laughs> he also needs to delete all his social media accounts. You need to. Sorry, you oh need to God. come off social media, sir. I'm I'm still screwing <laughs> around with this uh, this light. <laughs> Are you trying to fix like Jimmy rig the light while we're yeah, recording? Ig- ignore what I'm doing in the background. <laughs> uh, at eight, <laughs> we have Evan Ingram. <laughs> Bad time. I don't know why that's funny, but it's funny because you. Every time we talked about tight ends, I always wanted to mention Evan Ingram. And you were like, dude, it doesn't matter after like number <laughs> tight end eight. I'm like, bro, Evan Ingram is good and he's got a good contract and he gets a bunch of targets. And you're like, yeah, but it's tight ends. It doesn't matter. And now you're finally in like, oh, Tevin Ingram is good. Like, yeah, I've been telling it, you he's good. I'll have it noted that I'm higher on Evan Ingram than Dynasty than ben Exactly. <laughs> and I like Evan Ingram. But you're right. Like, we're at the point now with Dynasty tight ends where I don't really care anymore. I know there's some names that are still worth mentioning, but Travis Kelsey has not been mentioned anymore. I know. I know. And I, for Dynasty, it's like, eh. I mean, we'll see. So we've, we've got Evan Ingram at eight. He had 100 plus receptions last year. He's very good. He, get, he does get overlooked. I think it's worth acknowledging that he does get overlooked. He was like the tight end. Was he the tight end three this year? I don't remember. If he would have had just like five touchdowns, he would have basically been the tight end one, though. He, he had have games where he would just like have 15 catches for no reason. Right. He got he was the tight end two, actually, in PPR. Oh my gosh. I mean, in, in PPR. <laughs> but he had uh 114 receptions and 960 yards, but only four touchdowns. So he had 143 targets. There's a chance 
that this could happen again too because Calvin Ridley may not be back. I keep seeing that T. Higgins might go to the uh, Jaguars. <gasps> I would love that. <laughs> would love that. Oh. Yeah, I figured you would like that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I figured you might like that. Oh, that is exciting. Uh, is there anything else on Evan Ingram that we have? Other than no. he just produced a lot. We can We can kind of speed through the rest of these and get to quarterbacks. Okay. All right. Travis Kelsey, number nine. What? Feels weird, doesn't it? It's this is strange. He was probably two last last year when we recorded this episode. Yeah. And then he's he's thirty four going on thirty five. He had a down year. His down year was still nine hundred plus yards, but it was a down year. <laughs> he had a down year and was the tight end three. Yeah. And we're like, Kelsey's washed. Yeah. He just was not good the second half of the year. The first half of the year, he was great. Like, far and away, the tight end won the first half of the year. Second half of the year, it was it was rough. He was like tight end 10 or something. And then in your fantasy playoffs, he was real bad. So there's a bad in taste the in the real playoff, he him. decides to have like a thousand, a thousand yards. So I'm like, oh, great. Now that I don't want the Chiefs to win or Travis Kelsey to do well, they just start dominating. Yeah, he's and he's been excellent. In, in the real-life players. Didn't he have like two annoying. straight 100-yard games or something? Yeah, he had... I want to say... I know he had two touchdowns against the Bills, I think. Uh, yeah, did he score against the Ravens? I don't think he scored against the Ravens. No, he may not. Who, was, no, who did, did they play before he the did. Ravens? For the Bills, who did they play? Uh, the Dolphins. He scored twice against the Dolphins, I think. So he scored Which in all three playoff games. I, I should probably just... He had two against instead. Buffalo. It was definitely two against Buffalo. He scored once. Yeah, he scored once against Baltimore, I think. Basically, he just reminded us that he can do it. Seven for 70 against the Dolphins, five for 75 and two, and then 11 catches on 11 targets for a buck 16 and a touchdown against the Ravens. So he does still have it. Yeah, he's he's still got it. He's still got it. He's he's good. Um, how many more seasons would you bet on Travis Kelsey being good? By being good, I mean like a top three tight end. My gut knee jerk is two, potentially. I think he could do it again next year. I'm not gonna. He's not gonna be my tight end one next year. I don't think. No, maybe, he won't. Maybe be I'm wrong. Either. Maybe not. But I think he could do it again next year. This is my caveat: is they have to get some help. If they don't get any yeah. help and you have two more years of whatever the heck their offense was to start the begin to for pretty much the entire regular season, it's over for Kelsey. But if they can go establish they need a one. Essentially they need a one. If it's drafting a rookie, whatever it is, they gotta get a dominant guy and then let him and Rice be compliments to that. Yeah. At ten, we've got George Kittle. He's just 30. He's yeah, he's very good. He gives you a thousand yards basically every single year. It feels he gives like. you a thousand yards, but he gives you a frustrating thousand yards. He'll have like it really is two points, three points, four points, forty-five points, and then back to seven points, five points, and then another thirty burger. <laughs> it's very inconsistent. But then when it does happen, it's like Five for 130 and three. And you're like, oh, I just won. Your opponent's like, what just happened? 
<laughs> and th- that's just, it's the byproduct of that offense where there's so many playmakers and they spread the ball around and everybody gets a chance to eat and it's George Kittle gets in every now and then. Yeah, if you were ranking real-life tight ends, he is the best tight end in the league. Because you yeah, got to factor I mean, if in you're, blocking. He's the right, best if, tight end. If you include blocking, he is probably the best all around. I mean, I don't. But this is a fantasy show. We don't care about blocking. Exactly, blocking doesn't count. In fact, we point out when tight ends don't block because that's better for fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, except for Kyle Pitts. He doesn't they block. He still doesn't catch passes. He doesn't block, and they, they still were like, no, yeah, he d- but you actually, could block. No, he does block. He blocks for Jonu Smith. Right, there you go. He's it's, the lead blocker the for Jonu Smith. Yeah. It's bizarro world over there. Raheem Morris, if you if you do that any t- at any point this season, I probably can't say it on, on recording. <laughs> it's just beep. <laughs> yeah, just redacted. <laughs> All right, at 11 and 12, for, to round out our tight end ones, yeah, let's just... we've got David Njoku and Jake Ferguson. Nobody for cares. context, Ben didn't know who Jake Ferguson was. I know who Jake <laughs> Ferguson was, but I couldn't remember who he played for. Oh, that was so good. It's like, like, Ben, oh, crap. Who, you got to remember Jake Ferguson. Dude, the guy I faced in the championship had Jake Ferguson. I wasn't worried. <laughs> I had Kyle Pitts and I wasn't worried. (laughs) You're like, this is fine. Yeah. Ferguson outscored Kyle Pitts, I'm sure, but it wasn't drastic. And I won that championship like 100 points. Yeah, it didn't matter. Didn't matter whatsoever. Dominated. Anything else you got on all these tight ends before we get up out of here? Uh, Yeah, I guess we can mention we will do quarterbacks later. Yeah, we're going to do another episode of quarterbacks. I, we looked down and it was like, okay, this is going to be a very long episode if we include quarterbacks as well. So we're going to do quarterbacks later. <laughs> we will be up for the Super Bowl this weekend. We'll be having a, a little hoedown, yeah. so we might do it then. We will see you all in the quarterbacks episode, probably dropping early next week. Have a great one, everybody. And honestly, enjoy the Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun time. Who are you pulling for? Uh, the Chiefs. You're pulling for the Chiefs? Yeah. I'm going for the 49ers. I want them. It'll be a fun time. Want we get to pull revenge, against each other, shout, justice, yell. Justice for Josh. <laughs> there you go. Not Josh, not the Josh you. I'm talking not about Josh me, Allen. Not me, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah I'm talking go. about Josh Allen. There you go. That'll the do Chiefs it for this one. We'll win. see you guys. We'll see you guys next week.